Today in Agronomy on KFILAM AM 1060 with Pioneer Field Agronomist Allie Wise and Josh Schaffner. Here's Josh and Allie. Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. It's March 11th, uh, 2020, and this is episode 15. Hi, Allie. We're kind of well into March. Uh, March Madness is underway, and uh, I think it's a good shout-out right away, just based on our location of the show, to congratulate the Fillmore Central girls basketball team on uh, making their first state tournament appearance ever, and actually boys or girls' first state tournament and basketball appearance. And uh, So certainly want to congratulate them to open the show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's anytime you can make it to that level of play at the state tournament, that's just exciting for the team and the community just to come together and, and go support them. So congrats to everyone involved. Absolutely. And uh, usually when we look at um, kind of getting – Getting to basketball tournament time, it's also kind of, you know, we're planning is probably starting to close into maybe 30 to 45 days away and, and a lot of kind of last minute planning. Ellie, we've talked about a lot of different things um, since we, we started the show here late last year and, and right now, um, I think kind of that, that field planning of getting hybrids and, and varieties where we need to, to go is probably the biggest thing. And uh, yeah, I'm going to open up with a question, Allie, is, uh, is field planning a waste of time? You know, it's something that uh, maybe we joke around about a little bit, but uh, I, I do think it's an important topic that, that we discuss this a little bit here the first half of the show. Well, and it is, I mean, that's an honest question and I, and I get that more often than not. And, you know, you think about, okay, if I'm taking the time to field plan field by field, why am I doing this when in season, it seems like plan A turns to plan B, plan C, so on, so forth. But I think if we start to find some normalcy in these seasons, um, that's when you can really start to maybe hone in on some of those benefits. But the first thing, I guess the, the short of the answer is yes, I think field planning is worth it, Josh. And one of the main reasons for me is that you know, this isn't to say that as we're going field by field that this has to be your plan that's set in stone. Uh, but I think by going field by field, you're uncovering, do I have the right trait mixes where they need to be? And I know one thing, and I might throw this back over to you, in a lot of cases, it's it's not about what to do. It's about what not to do or what not to place on some of those acres. Yeah, and that's that's really what it boils down to. And, and you brought up trait package. And if I just look at real world examples Every year I get a phone call or two of, oh, I went to this corn on corn field and I didn't plant a rootworm product. And obviously I didn't have insecticide down. And, you know, when the planter leaves the field, your rootworm plant is set. Where it's like, well, now what do I do? And, and again, we can work through some options of that. And, and really, um, when you look at what not to do, you know, Allie, you and I get to go on a lot of service calls throughout a year. And, and probably more common than not when I go on a service call, I, I may not say this to the producer, but when I get there, I ask some questions like, oh, why was this planted here? And really what you're saying is these are the things that in a lot of cases, these varieties, hybrids are very adaptive. But if there is, you know, maybe one or two things that we don't want to do, uh, field planning is important where in some cases, you know, yeah, maybe the planter's got the hybrid. We weren't going to plan there, but I don't have the one not to put there. And that's that's really what it boils down to. And I think, too, so outside of what product not to put on some fields, sometimes as I'm going through field-by-field plans uh, with operations this time of the year, a lot of times I'll have them just put a couple of different options on a field um, so that, like we talked about, we know that plan A can turn into plan B in a lot of cases, but then at least we have options as we're making those real-time decisions um, in season. I think another key point of why it is important to have field plans would be if on your op- operation you're working some variable rate prescriptions, uh, we really do need to make sure that we have a product placed across those acres, Josh. Yeah, and we spent uh, quite, a, I think, an episode or two talking about VRS here a, a few weeks back, and, and that that's that changes the game where you do got to have a plan. In, in a lot of cases, that prescription is specifically, 
you know, probably designed for a, a, a particular hybrid or variety of soybeans. And in some cases, if we do have a different hybrid, that may change a little bit. And, and that's where if planning of, you know, maybe even building prescriptions for an A, B, and C product, which, which sometimes uh, is worth taking the time to do. And in most cases with the tools today, it, it's pretty straightforward to have those sitting there and, and have backup plans uh, loaded and ready to go so that, um, you know, if you do make that change and you didn't do a backup plan that you're not scrambling, working with your advisor to, hey, I need a script, I changed. And in most cases, when we plan for an A or B or C, it's like, well, I'll just grab the next folder there. It's labeled as hybrid and, and uh, we'll be all, all set to go. And then, Allie, you know, one more thing, especially as we look at field planning in the digital era where maybe it's not just making a, a handwritten map or a playbook, but actually putting this into a system field by field in a digital um, arena. It's also nice where in some cases today where we got... Um, you know, maybe some imagery tools that uh, that are out there that if you do good field plans, you know what crop is there. You know, there's also some organizational things when you look at some satellite imagery products that are on the market today as well. Yeah, and I can't speak to all platforms across the board, but for our granular platform at this current state, state in time, uh, if we have those crop zones placed, uh, we will start calculating our imagery. Now, we acknowledge that really until the crop canopies, there's not a ton to look at imagery-wise, uh, but I think the fact that you have the bulk load of that in this time of the year before we really hit the beat the heat of the planning battle um, can make it so that you're actually fully utilizing that as you get in season versus as we get in season there's just so many different things going on at one time that sometimes unfortunately some of that can get put to the wayside just a touch yeah and i think a lot of a lot of us this time of year have great intentions but man when we get to april and things get going if we don't have these uh these planning things put in place in most cases we never catch up alley and at that point uh, we never get to utilize the full value of some of the, the digital tools that are on the market. When we come back, we'll get into some unplanted and harvest data and kind of put together a data management plan from there. Welcome back, listeners. So in the first part of the show, we talked a lot about, is it important to have a field plan? Um, our take on that is yes, that it is important. Uh, but I think another piece of this is if we're saying that's, that it's important, what are some of those things that we can do to actually have a structured plan throughout the season in terms of getting this data into the system, Josh? Yeah, uh, you know, data management plans are, um, it's important. And certainly, um, I'm sure you've had your fair share of experience of, um, you know, maybe a grower wants to get some data in there and they got about nine thumb drives of of stuff that they'd like to get in there and it's maybe a little disorganized. And and sometimes, you know, they're looking for some help on that. And sometimes I get always stressed out, like, I get, this is the only backup I have. And then they want you to, you know, figure out a way to get it uploaded. And, And I think these, Things like this are very real and happen all the time, but in a lot of cases, Ali, it, it um, you know taking a step back from that at this time of year and, and and really developing a strategy of you know how should I manage my data? How do I make sure that you know when I get done planning, I, I just take a little bit of time to get that as planted data off? So we got some field planning now. We got as planted data, and the as plan is really nice uh, from a standpoint of you get all that planning data information, and then you know if you have some you know, some data, you know, relationships or software packages that could even track some GDUs and weather, you know, that as planted data is, is really critical to kind of start the, start the season and then also have some in-season really valuable information from, from when, you know, the planning date was and GDUs and even, you know, some growth modeling now, which we get involved with, you know, it'll forecast when you're going to hit, you know, where the stage is at and, and you can look back. It's really important, but having that data plan is important and, and really, Allie, in my opinion, I think as we look moving forward, it's 
um, it sounds easy, but getting that data uploaded, it, it just sometimes it gets put by the wayside. When you get done planting, you got to get spring, and before you know it, it's past the Fourth of July, and it's really not front and center, and harvest is around the corner. But you know, Allie, what I really want to talk about is how do we how do we fix that dilemma that I just described that we tend to get into more times than not. So I think the first thing to fixing that issue is there are. John Deere is the biggest one that comes to mind that we have the wireless data transfer option. So in our example, if we're utilizing the granular system and we've signed up everything with granular, we can then make a connection to your John Deere operations center. And all of that information will be flowing back and forth wirelessly, speaking to one another. You would never have to touch another USB if you did not want to. Mm -hmm. And I think, so you look at the efficiency of... You know, we're taking the time to just get this all set up on the back end. But once we've established these connections, we have all of that talking to one another, that as planted data is coming in, for for example. And then really, that's just creating efficiencies and saving yourself time. Because as you're out scouting your acres throughout the year, you're not wondering, you know, what was planted where and is this all accurate versus it's all right there in one spot for you to go look at. And as you're scouting those acres, you know which products you're looking at, what's planted where, especially when you start talking about split fields or split planters, uh, that's when I get really jazzed up about as-planted data being important. Yeah, it's certainly a split farm of what's where, and then sometimes it's as simple as, you know, it's two products. Maybe one didn't come up as good as the other, but for some reason we can't figure out, you know, which one it is, and, and it's important. And, and Ellie, what you're describing there, it... Um, I, I can't stress it enough of this technology is getting very readily available. Um, in some cases, Allie, we don't necessarily have to have the latest and greatest. There are some options where they can retrofit some of these and, and with some, just a couple extra pieces and parts, they can get this up and running. Um, but like you said, Allie, it eliminates all that jumble of, of trying to manage all these cards and, and files and getting them in the right structure where, you know, if, if you do have some of the equipment we have, if, if you can make that wireless connection at um, basically every time you leave the field and once you get a connection, it's going to keep streaming that. And uh, in most cases, you know, as soon as you're done planting, you can log in. It's all sitting there ready to go. There's no downloads of the monitor. And at that point, we don't got to worry about, you know, chasing you down or having somebody else getting them this information and getting it uploaded and getting it running. Um, it just eliminates that whole process that sometimes seems simple, but it can kind of take days and hours to, to just get all that organized and upload into systems. Well, and I'd just like to get your opinion too. I mean, I kind of gave my example on as planted, but when it comes to harvest data, why do you feel that's important to have that streaming in? Well, I mean, you know, we live in the seed world where sometimes we got to make decisions even before we're wrapped up, but boom, you got all that information there. And, and the other thing, it's just an easy way to evaluate your season where even if you get a rain day, you can take a look at, you know, how many bushels have we harvested? You know, what were some of the, you know, yields by soil type, yield by hybrid, yield by planting date. You can just instantly start looking at some really valuable information that you don't got to wait until the uh, combine is parked and, and, and done because a lot of cases you do one download a year not many growers like to kind of do multiple downloads in the middle of the season and if you can just have all that streaming and, and looking at it um, real time each day that you get wrapped up uh, it's all there um, what an advantage and what an easy way to, to, to look at data management and also make decisions uh, real time Really, Josh, all in all, as we tighten this up, if anyone's listening and you're interested in utilizing either wireless data transfer or some of these field planning systems, please reach out to ourselves or your local Pioneer sales rep. We're happy to sit down with you one-on-one and get this all set up for your operation. 
You've been listening to Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060. If you've missed part of the show or want to hear more, check out the show page at kfilradio.com or with the 103.1 KFIL app. Stay connected with Allie and Josh on Twitter. It's at Allie G-Wise, W-I-S-E, and at Josh Schaffner to submit your questions for the show. Tune in next Wednesday for the next Today in Agronomy on KFIL AM 1060. We'll see you at 11 a.m.